What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the VTR Podcast. So today we're going to talk about the EPL title race. But before we get into that, please like the video and subscribe for daily sports content. But yeah, the EPL race. Starting off different, we were like, you know what, soccer, we've neglected you enough. Let's get into it because it's going to be a tight EPL uh, title race for sure, the way it's going between Manchester City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Let's talk about Liverpool off the back because I think they're going to be the biggest team to watch in this because, well, one, let's get, congratulate them, even though we're Man United fans. They won the Carabao Cup and they've celebrated like crazy and they're, everybody was making fun of Man United last year. So we got to say, it. well, there's um, double standards for sure. But yeah. I give Liverpool props because the amount of injuries they had uh, outside of like Diaz and Van Dyke, I guess. And McAllister. Uh, but everybody else was young. Yeah. So, and they beat a Chelsea team that's more desperate than them about this Carabao Cup, like how kind of we were last year. And uh, the amount of, well, Chelsea from what the... Well, Chelsea's like bad. They're bad, but they had the better chances to win, win the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They had the better chances. And like, ended up choking it, for sure. Like, yeah. At least they could have went away and said we had a trophy out of this. That's true. <laughs> right? That's true. But Liverpool, like I said, ended up winning the Carabao Cup in contention for, I guess... A d- domestic triple, because uh, unless you count UEL as a quarter, quarter, it count, doesn't count. I'm not counting that, right? Yeah, so not they're, they're not in the UCL, so they're still in chance for a domestic triple with treble. the FA Cup. Treble. Sorry, treble. 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 I gotta <laughs> get my soccer terms right here. Uh, yeah, the treble. But let's get off. On, let's get on with it. Let's compare the teams. Uh, as of right now, based on the standings, it is Liverpool at first place. They all have same amount of games played. 20, uh, 60 points, Man City's second, 59 points, and Arsenal's third with 58 points. If you want to include Villa, they're at 52, but I, I don't think it's a three team race. It's a three team race. Villa, you could say, is a outsider's puncher's chance. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but three team race, these three will be the top three to finish off the year. And uh, yeah, starting off with Liverpool, injuries to Allison, injuries to Mohamed so Salah. The list here. Right, and there's a be much more that I'm just missing. But those are two big ones Salah and Allison. So, Ryan Gravenberch got injured in this final. Joining Mohamed Salah, Darwin Nunez, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Dominic Sozobalai, uh, Diego Jota, Curtis Jones, Joel Matip, Thiago Alcantara, Allison. So, yeah, so your starting was, goalie, your best When was player. Thiago healthy for Liverpool? <laughs> Either way, he's on yeah. the list, right? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Your starting goalie, your star player starting forward, your striker, I'll just say that your starting striker, up and down. Yeah, he has double digit goals, man. Uh, you're starting right back. You're one of your best bench players in Diego Jota, probably. And uh, yeah, and then you have like obviously depth. A lot of these are depth pieces as well, like major depth pieces compared to other teams. Yeah, so off the bat, their first place, you got to give credit to their goalie. Uh, I don't know. Kelleher. Kelleher. Uh, played well today, obviously. So he could do the job. But again, you're not going to be playing Chelsea most part, right? Because they're remaining on their schedule. They play Man City once. They ha- they're also in the FA Cup. you got to remember that. They're also in the UEL, the Europa League, which they'll probably alternate their squad because it is they're playing Sparta Prague in their uh, draw that just happened recently. But they got teams like Nottingham, uh, Everton, Bright- Brighton's a good one. Sheffield is obviously down there. Crystal Palace is mid-table. Fulham's mid-table. West Ham is like mid-top, upper-middle. I guess you could say Tottenham and Villa will be tough because that'll be two of your final three games right there and you close it out with Wolverhampton. So it's still a... So the thing is this, right? Like The City game's a must win. We all know it's going to come down to the City game. Yeah. Tottenham, Villa, you should be healthy by then, right? Like you should get your players back. We don't know back. the extent of the injury. Yeah, but you should get your players back by then. I think Salah should be back because I think he was doing AFCON and it was a month or at least a month and a half, something like that. Um, as simple as this, right? Like, it's the Jurgen Klopp story. They have legit everything to play for because that, of Jurgen Klopp, right? That's the factor. Um, they want to see their manager go out on a high. They're doing everything in their power to do that. They want the Carabao Cup. They're going to go all, all out for the FA Cup. They're going to go all out for the UEL. They're going to try to win as much, as much as they can. Yeah. And But on top of that, the Premier League is, you know, not the cherry on top. The Premier League is the foundation you got to win the premier league yeah right so here's the thing right? like i don't think i don't give a shit if you win the uel or the fa cup they did this a couple of years yeah ago, right? they did a couple of years they got but, the domestic double you know but trophies. like this year's important yeah this year's important because it's jurgen klopp's last year you got to go out with the premier league yeah um yeah so with liverpool that's the main thing can they overcome these injuries 
I don't know how long Allison's gonna be out for. Kelleher can do the job, but I can't trust it. Like but I said, like the thing is this, right? You have Van Dyke and Kanate helping out, right? Those guys are healthy still. Yeah. Um, which you know takes some pressure off Kelleher. It's a different story if those guys were injured too. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's the Liverpool side of things. You got Man City. Well, Man City. What's more to say? They're healthy now. Uh, Holland's back. Played last game. De Bruyne's back. De Bruyne's been back. back. Back, yeah. The only person they have injured is Josco Gordiel, but that doesn't really matter because you have Ruben Diaz, John Stones, Kyle Walker, and uh, whoever else you have because you have many of those type of players. For me personally, obviously everyone's gonna probably say the same thing. City should win the title. Yeah. When they're healthy. Hey, they have Pep leaving in two years, so... Who knows, yeah. So, it should be City as long as they're healthy. At, at the end of the day, like, City turn up for these big games. Yeah. Right, remember Arsenal last, last year? Yeah. They had to beat Arsenal twice. They did that handily, like, they handled Arsenal. They play Arsenal and Liverpool, both of those guys. So, them, that's, that, that benefits them. Because, so because you beat the team you're ahead of you, you're going to jump them, yeah. right? You're already ahead of Arsenal by a point. You beat Liverpool and Arsenal, so you're, you're set. Now, the difference between last year and this year is they drew Liverpool once and they lost to Arsenal already. So it's not like last year, Arsenal, City, right? So I'm not saying, like I said, I, I expect them to win you those know, games. It's not that, right? We're talking about like when they came down to it last year, they yeah. had to play Arsenal 100%, twice. Yeah. They did it. Yeah, because the, the first game got like postponed. Yeah, they, they, they did it. Yeah. Right? It's going to be the same thing. Arsenal, Liverpool. Are they going to do it again? they've proven that they can do it again. Listen, they have the depth. They have the experience to play both Champions League and the FA Cup. And literally, it's because last year, because they were out of a UEL or a Carabao Cup early. But yeah, so they have Champions League, they have the Premier League, and they have um, FA Cup going on at once. They proved it last year that they could do it when healthy. They're the healthier squad than Liverpool. So by natural, I'm going to just pick that, right? Again, their schedule, like I said, they play both of those teams. They play, sim- like, Dublin and Liverpool have a similar level competition. All three teams are going to play Man United. That should be an easy win for them three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Brighton is involved. Villa is involved. Hey, Villa could surprise somebody. Villa can, yeah, Villa right? Like, Villa's, Villa's no pushover. Yeah. Tottenham's always going to make it tough, um, especially against big teams. And, yeah. Their closing out schedule is easier than Liverpool's, in my opinion. Yeah, but they're gonna, the their march is... Their march is going to determine it. It's very important. Yeah. Their march and first, obviously, April 3rd game against Villa. Yeah. Like, those four or five-week stretch is going to really determine the league. If they if they win all, all those games, they have the title. I think, it's, I think it could be over by the end of March, personally. Yeah, anyway, it could be. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, though, you can't, except for that br- uh, brutal performance against Porto, Premier League-wise, in their last five, they're 5-0. and oh. Two, three, four, five, six, and zero. Oh, I guess if you count it, their last loss was Liverpool FA Cup, and then Fulham in the Premier League at the end of uh, December. But again, to start off, they have in March. Again, they're also Champions League. They have a big game on March 12 against Porto to come back in the uh, Champions League. But Sheffield, Brentford, I expect wins. You got Chelsea again. That's a rivalry game. It's gonna be tough always. Uh, Man City is the determining game there. Then they kind of they have Luton. The two middle games in April is Brighton and Aston Villa. Tottenham and end of April again rivalry game. They close out easy with Bournemouth after Tottenham is Bournemouth, Man United, and Everton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everton has fallen off again after the ten, the they get the ten point deduction. They went back out of it. They're back in relegation zone. So, yeah, and their health wise, I think their main injuries are uh, Thomas Partey still injured, I believe. Uh, Julian Timbers out, uh, Tomayasu, Zidchenko. So out of all these teams at the moment, the healthiest team is City. Yeah. Which is scary for exactly. everybody else. Exactly. And they have the most depth. So they could rest players when they need Yeah, Arsenal's players. injuries are more on the defensive side. Attacking-wise, like they still have Saka, they still have Martinelli. But again, they still have uh, Trossard, right? They still have Kai Havertz. All these guys are... They still have their attackers. They're, they're more defensively. But again, if you're comparing Robert, all three attackers, yeah. they're on the least of the three, in my opinion. And went healthy. Like front forces? Like, yeah. Asaka, Martinelli. They, they do lack a striker. I think, sure. think Liverpool's front three over theirs. Uh, went healthy. Keyword, went healthy. Yeah, this year you could say that. You could say that this year. Then obviously City is City. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the three comparisons right now. I guess we'll talk. How much of a chance are you giving each team? I think we're both picking City to win the league still. Yes. 
How much of a chance are you giving the other two teams? I mean, it's it's a race, right? They're all one point off, right? They all have been incredible, like legit. Arsenal has four losses, City has three, Liverpool has two, right? Like it's a race. It's gonna come down to it. It's gonna come down to the wire. Like those City, Liverpool, City, Arsenal games are gonna be, you know, the ones to watch. They, that that is the title. That that is the title. Yeah. As simple as that, right? Whoever wins those games is winning the title. Now, keep in mind, it draws a factor here, right? Draws a factor, then obviously, if that's the case, then it's Liverpool like, has Liverpool has the edge because they're leading right now. Yeah. So they if, have the edge, but then again, um, let's see how. But you know, at the moment, it has to be City just because they're the healthiest. They've always done it. They honestly, it just looks like they're doing it for fun now. Yes, they might. The ways they're doing it may not be, you know. Seen as credible, aka the F F B shit, and uh, oh, at the hundred, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, right? Like they beat Arsenal both times last year. They won the Champions League. They they've been in big games when it matters the most. City has got the job done every single time, right? Even like two years ago, when it became down to City Liverpool, City had to win the last game. They got it done, even when they were losing two zero to Aston Villa at halftime. How are you gonna? Put in a ratio in three. 60, 20, 20, 50, uh, 25, 25. How are, you, how are you doing that? So, I'll probably go 50% City for the title. So, you're 50-50 on them to win it. Then I'm going to go probably 30% Liverpool, 20% Arsenal. Okay. So, 50-30-20, basically. Uh, I'm going to go heavier. I'll go 60 and 20-20. Like, I'll give them the other two a chance. I think City are the better team. We all know this. Holland's back. Yeah, right. Like they, they've been there, done that. There's nothing much to say. Nothing to repeat there. Let's talk. I want to talk Aston Villa slightly. I think we're, that's the team we're gonna be rooting for the most, just to do do the improbable. Again, it's not gonna be as improbable as the greatest sports story in history, probably. At least the ones that we watch in Leicester City. Aston Villa, though. Now, granted, they did lose to Man United, which does not give them any help because of how bad or we we are again. They play. All three teams, which is why we're going to count them out instantly. How much of a chance are you going to give it? Because they're home to Liverpool. They're a tough team to play home. They're at Etihad and they're at uh, Arsenal, if that helps. Yeah. Um, they look about it. They win all three games. Their Some first, way, somehow. Their first place. If they, you know, keep all their... If they win their other games that they're supposed to win. Yeah. So, yes, they do have a puncher's chance, for sure. But, yeah. Dumb at Villa Park... Compared to away is a different story, right? Like, Arsenal lost them at Villa Park, right? I don't think Arsenal's losing it at that. I minute. don't think so either. Uh, so if you put a, if you were to put it in four, don't you don't have to do the other people? Just how much of a percentage are you gonna give only Aston Villa if you were to break it into four, like two? Yeah, two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean for me it's like it could be less than a percent, honestly. But yeah, yeah. So obviously it comes down to which teams big, play, which teams gonna be the healthiest, which teams big players will show up. And, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to that. We've seen Arsenal bottle it before. We haven't seen them be successful since the Invincible era. We've seen Liverpool bottle it before as well. Um, this year, you've pointed it out, that 1-1 draw. That moment, was it in that game? The moment that you Yeah, where they were playing Arsenal, right? It was the Arsenal game where they missed that 3-on-1, was it? 4-on-1 or was something like that? Yeah. Right, and then Trent Sky Day, I think. Right, it was that one? That I play? think cause I, it was something like that. I don't know yeah. if it was against City or Arsenal. I just don't remember that. I'm pretty sure it was Arsenal because they tied 1-1 that game. They tied Arsenal 1-1. Or sorry, City 1-1 as well, just to be clear. I'm pretty sure it was Arsenal. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was I'll that Arsenal it. game. I yeah. don't remember on the top of my head. Because I remember there was cha- there was beef in a group chat. <laughs> That's why I remember. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. so I think was, I'm pretty sure it was Arsenal. Yeah, no, Trent missed that 4-on-1 chance. That was, things like that come back to bite your ass, especially in a title race that is this tight this close so a four-on-one chance that couldn't be converted into goal you miss out on two points key two points if you have those two points you're two games ahead of arsenal yeah so they did hide one one in december and they lost the yeah it's the arsenal one uh, it's they arsenal three one recently yeah liverpool to be exact yeah, yeah. Recently. but uh yeah so it's ultimately gonna come down we've never seen city really choke that's the thing city's the usual one they coming have, back or they have a top three coach of all time to, uh, for sure city's no. the usually one coming back yeah right and like, they, again many this time they don't have to make a bigger comeback like last year last year they had to make a bigger comeback on arsenal where everybody thought that 
title race was over. And like I said, it's the Premier League. It's never over. Uh, that's why we give Aston Villa a puncher's chance. <laughs> Only reason why. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our that's our thoughts on the EPL race here. Uh, Champions League, second leg. I don't think it's this week. It's coming the week after. So we'll talk about it more so then. A couple of international news. Right now, the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup is going on. So that I didn't know it included South American teams. Apparently, it does. I don't think they have their own quantum of bowl, I guess. So that's going on. We have Canada in the background winning against Paraguay. So we'll we'll keep but we'll do more research on it and talk about it a little bit next time. Uh, U20, we got to talk about it because Jeevan's involved. Unfortunately, did not play the second game because uh, I think it's I think it's because of the yellow card again. This is not confirmed. This is just us speculating. But yeah, either way, this tournament is just for them. This should top the group easily. It's a qual. It's to qualify for the qualifiers, kind of like what Canada did, the senior team did to get to the Ocho. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing. They have to qualify, and then in the summer, I believe they will have to come top four, so semifinals uh, on the whole tournament to qualify for the World Cup next year. But overall, great performances. Uh, eight nothing the first game. I think this one was like four nothing. Four, yeah. Four. It was a hat trick and a goal. Yeah, so four nothing. So um, noticeable things for me in this thing. Uh, obviously, the competition is much different than the, the U seventeen has played. So it looks easier to say that they have better strikers for sure yeah but again you're playing uh dominica you just played i forgot which island that was saint saint Grenad- vincent and Gren- grenadines or grenadines yeah. and then they play trinidad the host which is yeah it's not gonna be easy <laughs> so we got but yeah no the thing the difference is like you know we've seen these guys you know have no remorse no mercy they put the ball in the net no matter what as much as they possibly can and yeah the eight nothing game could have been even more the four nothing game could have been even more yeah don't get me wrong. The competition is different. It is definitely weaker. Yeah. But you got to give credits where credit's due. Those U20s are... Just don't bottle it. <laughs> just it. don't bottle it. Yeah. Uh, They're looking outside good. Outside of that, uh, we'll quickly look over the Europe, European style of things. EPL is, again, the biggest one we focus on. Uh, do you want to talk about Man United <laughs> quickly? Uh, yeah, they suck. Right when we thought they were returning. Yeah, they're the back injuries. injuries. And here's the biggest issue, right? Ten Hag's system involves pressing and all this stuff, right? The players don't want to press. They don't give a shit. Like, that's what it shows. That's what we're seeing on the pitch, right? And then Tadeg's too stubborn to change the system because the players don't want to do it. So it's both ways, right? It's coach and players. Uh, yeah, they both suck. Yeah, no, look, for me, it's simple. Everyone's to be the blame. But again, changing the manager, how many people think after having one year of success and then having a down year. Because look, at last year, Klopp struggled for most of the year, right? And he had many injuries throughout all the way. Same thing for me. I understand it's a new regime in... With the new ownership, I still don't think you get rid of... I think you have to get rid of... At this point, you can't get rid of another manager. Simple as that. The thing is, right, like, you got to get through the adversity with the same coach, right? Like, Arsenal did that with Arteta in Arteta's early tenure. Klopp. Klopp early wasn't great, right? They don't just sack him, right? Ten Hag was incredible in his first year. He was. He genuinely... Like, nobody could say he wasn't. Yeah. And uh, right now, he's struggling in the second year. You just sack him. That's what happens every year. That was Jose Mourinho who finished, I think, in the second year. First year had a, tr- a treble with, like, a Carabao okay. Cup. Uh, a fake treble, but yeah. w- with a UEL, a Carabao Cup, and something Community else, I think. Shield. Community Shield. Second year, he finished second in the league. Even though he was, like, many points behind first. Yeah, but it was, it was behind second. City, yeah. yeah. And then the third year, he got let go because, you know, they weren't doing good. Yeah, I mean, again, Marino's a different story. It, no, it's the same thing, right? No, I'm just saying Marino, It's the same cycle. It doesn't matter. Marino's just a bad example to use or not because he does it for all the teams. But yeah. you could have easily said it for Van Hall. You could easily said it for Ole. So it, it doesn't matter for me. Again, finish out the year. Just get Europe. And hopefully the, the overall overhaul of the team happens. And we'll go from there. Uh, last thing we got to talk about uh, before I mention just like how the title races are going for the other uh, thing is that um, Xavi Alonso, I saw a report, not sure how true it is, could stay with Bayer Leverkusen for two more years of his contract because Ancelotti could leave and he might want to coach Real Madrid. Again, the bigger club over Bayern Munich and Liverpool and again, a club he also played for. So it's going to come down to all three clubs that he plays for. If, eventually, if, he, if he wants... If I'm him, I'm going to a bigger club right now. Like, you have two of your former clubs that want You, you. have to. I you think do it. You got to test yourself. And then Challenge eventually, yourself. yeah, listen, two years later, if you have to take the, that job, you, you take that job later. But for now, I, I would suggest him for to leave. Because to take that Real Madrid job, I think, prove that you could coach a big team. Right? Like, I, I get it. He wants to stay, maybe develop a little bit more as a coach. 
he has every right to do whatever he wants. But what I'm saying is like we've seen uh, coaches, and you've mentioned it many times. Right now, Trahanik is slightly struggling, but we've seen Graham Potter. We've seen coaches that did not coach big clubs go to a big club and not do well because they couldn't handle personalities like that. Maybe it's best for him to go to a big club to deal with all the tension and all that stuff and then get the Real Madrid job. But again, you, he's open to do whatever he wants to do. But yeah, that's a possibility out there that I honestly forgot about until I read that Yeah, as well. That is true. But okay, let's go quickly. Right now, okay, uh, uh, beloved Girona has dropped to third place. <laughs> it's over for Girona. So right now, it looks like Madrid should win it, but it's 65 to Barcelona, 57. Girona's at 56. All right, and I'm counting Atletico at 52. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's that one. It's Madrid. It's Madrid. I think the one where everybody's keeping an eye on is can if uh, is Bayer Leverkusen gonna pull off a Dortmund? Because Dortmund had a big lead last year too. I think relatively around the same points and choked. Was it this big? I don't know if it was this big, but eight they, points. I don't think it was eight points. Maybe like maybe like five, five or four. To eight points. Let's just say that. I'll say like four or five, maybe. Yeah, but at this point of the season, I don't remember. But yeah, right now, Bayern Leverkusen 61, Bayern Munich 53. Are you going to count out Bayern Munich? Yes, because Tuchel is still there. Okay. Right? Um, Kane is there. Kane is a curse, right? I'm not knocking Dyer. Kane the play- Dyer. player. Dyer. <laughs> right? Dyer is there too. Like, <laughs> they can't take the Tarnam away from them. Yeah. Right? It's stuck. Tarnam is in their blood. And uh, they brought it to Bayern Munich. Inter Milan, 66. Juventus, 57. AC Milan, 53. Last year's champions, guess where they are right now? Yeah, they suck. They're, they're really bad. They're like ninth or something like that. They're 10, 7, and 8 with 37 points at ninth. Yeah, you, yeah. Got, it you got a spot on. Yeah, I even... Your favorite Italian team. Yeah, Napoli, they've been struggling. All right, a lot of Oshiman drama, right? Early on, yeah. Yeah, um, they lost Kim and Jay, so it could be a big factor there. Uh, you know, Kim and Jay was an integral part of their title run last year. And then, but other than that, the rest of the team is basically the same. So I don't know, really know what happened. You know, at, it just has to be, you know, locker room issues or something, chemistry-wise. Because I don't know if did their manager leave? I remember mm-hmm. seeing a report. I'm not sure if their manager I don't think he left. did, though. I don't think he did. I, remember, I thought he left after last year, but I'm not too sure about that. I don't think he did. Okay, but anyways, close it out. Mbappe's last year. I think he'll win the league. 54 points to uh, 43 right now is the second place. At least that, at least that team is controlling their farmers' league compared to compared to what Bayern Munich, quote unquote, farmers' league is there. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the soccer talk. I mean, are they really PSG choked some years to Lille as well? well? I think that wasn't like a big lead. That was like it was yeah, no, but close. like at the end of the day, it's PSG and everyone. Oh, I know that. Right. This is like They're not 50, controlling. This is fifty-four to forty-three. I'm giving them the edge. Uh, on yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about like choke drop. I'm talking about like you said they're controlled the farmers' league. Like Byron's one. Oh, okay. Overall, that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. They're, I'm. I'm meant to say they're controlling this year. Oh yeah, this like year. Yeah, way. yeah. This year. Yeah, yeah. Are. No, I think last year or the year before is when Lille ended up taking it. Yeah. But yeah. So that's that's the soccer talk for now. We'll keep an eye out on these races. We'll probably pay attention to that German one for sure. Just to see how... That's the most in- interesting one. Yeah, that's the most interesting one to see what will happen. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about MLB. Uh, spring training has officially started. We've got some news on one of the bigger free agent signings. Uh, free agents that hasn't signed yet has officially signed yesterday. Uh, it's Cody Bellinger. And he last time I saw reports that he might not go back, but he is going back to uh, the Chicago, Chicago Cubs, Cubs for a three-year deal with opt-out clauses 80 million, each year. $80 million total. So that's around like 26. 20. But based on this, it's, uh, the contract is laid out uh, is Cody Bellinger's salary on his deal 27 with the and a half. I don't even know math. Uh, Cody pretty. Bellinger's salary on his deal with the Chicago Cubs will pay him $30 million this season, $30 million in 2025 if he doesn't opt out after year one, obviously, and $20 million in 2026. Okay, so it's split up like that. So if he doesn't opt out in year two. So he has insurance for himself. If he has a bad year, he has to... Is it, wait, is it like a, a player option? Or? I think it's a player option. He said if he doesn't opt out. Okay, so, so it's not a club option. Yeah, so, yeah, so he said. So like, he said if he wants to have a bad year, um, yeah. obviously I'm not saying he should, yeah. but I'm saying if he does have a bad year, he has the insurance to stay and get a thir- half a $30 million again. But if he cooks this year... The he, question is, he might he be out? he might be in a line for a big money. Because he's still no. relatively young. He's still twenty eight. Bro, he's, he's he's a year older than me. He's went through it all. Yeah. He went from rookie of the year to MVP to absolute stinkers. With injury though. Back to 
kind of getting back to the level in the last couple of years that he's been at, and now he has a decent contract. He Big could, reason why Cubs were involved in the playoff race. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And then he has another good year. He could be in yeah, line for that monster contract everyone thought he was gonna get in his MVP year. He was seeking two hundred million this off season. Obviously, did not get it. Again, the agent Scott Boris. He, I, I don't know how much of a tie that is. So, question now is what? Let's see what um, Blake Snell do, does, and let's see what Matt Chapman do. For to finish up the Cody Bellinger talk, the San Francisco Giants and the Toronto Blue Jays were among other teams linked to Bellinger this off season, but those rumors fizzled out as the winter progressed. So it wasn't even like they were in it at this moment as well. Uh, yeah. So uh, one, one big fish is off. Out. Yeah. Let's see where the Cy Young winner goes and let's see where Matt Chapman goes. So another question. Yeah, another news quickly. Okay. Tim Anderson signed with the Marlins. Yeah. One year, $5 million. This one is interesting. Mitch Keller to the Pirates, five years, $77 million. Right. Um, Wasn't that just an extension? Yeah, it's an extension. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I think that's just an extension. Uh, yeah, I assume. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Never mind. Never mind. I, I don't know it was an extension. Okay. Uh, uh, but one more news. No, but go back to... Uh, go one back to no, this is the last one. Okay. J.D. Martinez rejected a one-year $14 million, deal, $14 million deal from the Giants as well. Wow, okay. But going back to... Let's go back to Tim Anderson and go back to... Um, uh, we'll go back to Matt Chapman too. But Tim Anderson, one-year $5 million deal. Had a great year two years ago. Had a stinker last year. And now he's on a one-year $5 million deal. So it's not even like a Bellinger one-year 30 mil he signed last year to be, uh, as a prove-it deal. He, st- he didn't get his money. So let's see. Because he's now partnered with Luis Arise, right, in the in middle infield right now. I'm yeah. assuming he'll play second or th- um, shortstop. I don't know who the current shortstop is, though. But Marlins were in the playoff race for a little bit. Till mm, almost near the end. Too. They were there the yeah, whole they way. they were there till the end. So... Yeah. Wait, that, the Marlins made it. The Marlins made it. Oh, yeah, they did. They did, yeah. I, mixed, I was mixing up with someone else. They lost to the so Phillies. They ended up making it. Yeah. Now, to make space for him, 2022 NL Cy Young winner Joven, one of Joven's favorite pitchers <laughs> before he kind of stunk last year, Sandy Alcantara, is on the 60-day injured list to make room. So, Wow. Um, Yeah, so this is obviously, he declined, a four, uh, the White Sox declined $14 million option on Anderson. It's the first MLB contract that Marlins handed out to a free agent this offseason as well. Yeah, so when, when it comes out of Tim Anderson, it just is hit or miss. It yeah. really is, right? Not good defensively. Um, you have injuries of impact there, right? You have, obviously, um, his fights with Jose Ramirez. Uh, but, like, his his impact's going to come for the bat. If the bat's not going, he's going to have no impact. As simple as that. So, it's really hit or miss. I do believe that it's a great signing for the Marlins just because, you know, you take a chance on a guy yeah. who can be an all-star again uh, with legit minimal cost. So He's in a tough division. He was in the weakest division in baseball before. Yeah, no, it's a tough so division. He's in a t- got, one of the tougher divisions You got the Mets. No, not the Mets. Suck, though, right? Braves. You got Braves, you got Phillies, Phillies and then you got yourselves. The yeah, Nationals national are not suck. national suck, and, and then the Mets, should, Mets suck. should suck. But still one of the tougher ones. Like, yeah, it's a tough, one of the tough ones, yeah. yeah. Um, going back to Matt Chapman because we are Blue Jays fans we gotta link it if the Blue Jays offered a same similar contract let's say 25-25 and a little bit less let's just say it's 70 million or whatever uh, instead of the 80 million would you give that contract to Matt Chapman? If you change player option to club option yes I would okay he's getting the player option (laughs) because keep in mind he's also a Scott Boris I'm giving him I'm giving him one year I can't like Bellinger at the end of the day deserves three years Bellinger deserves it right like two years in a row Bellinger has done it like, you know, done pretty well in the last couple of years. So Bellinger deserves those three years. Chapman does not. Chapman was dreadful these last two years, right? Ever since he became a Blue Jays, he hasn't done anything other than field. Yeah, like he had a great MVP April last just year. Just had one month of his Blue Jays tenure. Yeah. That's it. The year before he was fine. I thought I thought he was one of the more he wasn't, guys. He wasn't as good as he was, as he can be though, still. Yeah, but he, he didn't play to his level. He was coming off an injury, I think, that year before. Yeah, that's with, fair. And the A's sucked. So, yeah, last year you were hoping that he took that jump. But we didn't get the match happen that we expected to get. Yeah. At, the, at all as a Blue Jays fans, right? As, yeah. As all as a no, Blue Jays. Sure. Yeah. So, we'll see. Like, I'm still willing to... I'll, I'll give him that three years. Like, we're not saying match Chapman... Depending Chap- on the money. Depending we're not saying... On the money. We're not saying Matt Chapman got to be like Vlad the MVP or Boba Shet last year, right? Matt Chapman is not that type of player. He, or he's not that good anyways. But he is much better than what he has displayed as a Blue Jay. Oh, for sure. 
And listen, I'll, I'll give him the years, the clauses and all that. I just want the, obviously the money to be less. Again, money, money in baseball doesn't matter too much. But yeah, like I, I wouldn't mind bringing him back at this point. Uh, he, know, what, he, what, he knows the team. He has a camaraderie. We still have the defense at least. Yeah, I, I mean, at this I, wouldn't, I personally wouldn't give him 80 million. Yeah. I would say like 60 to 70 million, sure. Well, I would even give him that. I would give him, yeah, I, I agree with you. One year is what it I would want to give him. Like a one and one. Chuck him a one year, 20 million. He should be happy with that. And he should be lucky he's getting that. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. Again, it looks like he might be a Mariner. I, I If that's the case, I don't want that. I'd rather have him on our defense at least. I'd rather I, have I'm him. I'm concerned. Because what else do we have? That That's my point. Like, we're really banking on Vladdy. At least, at least we're banking on Vladdy to be an MVP again. We're banking on Bobachet to do what he did last year. And banking on Varsho to be hopefully better than he is. Was last year. Again, Varsho might be another Chapman. Yeah. Right? Same situation. Trade. Yeah. For defense purposes. Listen, I'm still buying the Varsho stock. That's just me. But with Chapman... You listen, also buy the Chapman stock. And I'm not <laughs> buying the Chapman stock now. Yeah, no, you bought it last year. or Well, last year it didn't matter too much. No, like before then. Oh, yeah. no. But my point with this Chapman this year, at least you know we have a Platinum Glover on your team. And I could yeah. trust the defense. Yeah, that's true. That could help save... At least if yeah. we're going to win games one nothing, I'll take that than the loss. That's fair. Everything you're saying is fair. The reason why it's fair, you have nothing else. Yeah. You legit have no that's other my, option. That's my point. Like, I would still bank if you're not... Like, legit, Chapman even is... If just, you're, even if it's a two-year 80... Not 80. Two-year, like, $60 million deal. At this point, do it. Because I, at least... That's too much. For me... $30 million? With a With an option. Club option? <laughs> okay, sure. Club, <laughs> club option? Uh, let's say two years, 20, uh, 25. It's two years, 20. Two years, 25. It's two years, 40, bro. But... There's no way we're paying him $60 million. Yeah, I get, you're right. It's one year. It's, it's one year or nothing for Chapman. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that's it for the baseball talk right now. Spring, like I said, spring training is going on, so you guys could um, check that out. Uh, let's go. Let's go NFL. The last two topics. Everything is kind of like small talks, but NFL. We have a couple of big news that came out recently. The biggest of all is the off. It's off season related. NFL salary cap has increased. By thirty million dollars, so which is big. Uh, it's now two hundred fifty-five point four million in twenty twenty-four. Uh, an additional wait, hold up. The twenty twenty-four player cost will be three twenty-nine point four million per club, or ten point five billion league-wide. Uh, an additional seventy-four million dollars will be given per team for player benefits. Yeah, so yeah, thirty million dollar increase. Yeah, I just wanted to confirm that. Yeah, so, so yeah, so last year it was two twenty four. This year you have two fifty five. Kansas so. City Chiefs are are happy because they could probably they could yeah, give. Yeah, they should thank Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, they could. The give fans that are saying hey, she ruined football. If if this is even a factor, I'm just oh, saying we that. don't know, right? But hey, she bought in fans at the end of the day. Yeah, she bought. She did bring in fans. We can't say she didn't. Yeah, but yeah, no, they could pay the bag to Chris Jones. They could pay a bag to Snead and cop a wide receiver. Yeah, as well. So, yeah, this is big news for a lot of teams. Like, for example, the Colts, who are usually conservative, I give them no excuses now. But take that away. They could re-sign their guys as well and go out. And add, yeah. But I think the scariest team out of all this, and which we might do a video on these guys separately, is the Houston Texans. You you have a rookie quarterback who I ha- I have no issues banking on him doing the same thing he did this Bro, year. Bro, he's a better. rookie quarterback, and he's already in the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> like, and you could literally like guys like Mike Evans. If he wants to get paid, if I'm the Texans, you you ball out. And they you just they could get money. Saquon. Yeah. Right. Saquon right now I think is linked to the Chargers, but like, like they could get Saquon, yeah. they could get Mike Evans. Freaking, they could trade for Brandon Ayuk if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> right. With like all those and pay him and pay him. So. So they they're the, they're in my opinion will be the scariest team with this all this cap space with that team that they have right now. Um, again, it's. But the difference only will be teams have film on you guys. Now, that being said, if you're a top-tier quarterback, it doesn't matter too much. You're you figure it out. You figure it out, you right? You figure it out, right? So, yeah, the $30 million increase is massive because, obviously, this um, with some of the big-name wide receiver free agents, teams might be hesitant. Yeah, you might be tagging them for sure. But at least they'll help teams, even the tagged players, to pay them if, if you really want to. So, yeah, so that's the salary cap news, but... Sticking with the salary cap news, we have our first franchise tag, which is, I, I don't think it's officially done, but it should be, it's, it's pretty much there. Pretty much there, yeah. It's 
T. Higgins, the biggest one of the bigger free agency names you have, right? Makes sense. And it makes a lot of sense because you got to pay Jamar Chase still, as well. You just paid Burrow, and he's the highest paid quarterback in the league now. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. So the wide receiver tag for twenty twenty four is twenty one point eight million dollars. Okay, so any wide receiver, Michael Pittman himself. Yeah, Pittman is obviously in the hand, in in for that, and then obviously, um. I, Mike Evans is eligible for it, right? Too, is Mike Evans eligible? Is el- yeah, I saw he's eligible, yeah. which is weird, but yeah, but Mike yeah. Evans might be eligible for that too. So, yeah, <laughs> those are probably two big million, right? So, at the minimum, they're getting twenty million, twenty one point eight million. Now it depends how he's gonna, they're gonna do it. Like I said, this is you said the other teams it helps, it helps the Bengals as well. It helps every team, man. right? So it's, it's thirty million cap increase. Nobody's yeah. nobody's complaining. Yeah, right. Doesn't so matter how shit or good you are. Higgins is coming off a down year, which he was limited to just twelve games. The former second-round pick, literally the first pick in the second round. Yeah, but we already know Bengals' issues was injuries this year, yeah. right? Like, Chase was out for a couple games, obviously Burrow being the biggest one, and Higgins was out too, so, yeah. So but, no, yeah, just cap. Speaking of, speaking of the tag, yeah, uh, it looks like, the, like you said, Saquon earlier, it looks like Giants are not going to tag Saquon, and the Chargers are the biggest fans of him. You do have uh, uh, Greg Roman there, so... Chargers fans might not be happy with that, but uh, you, but you know how he ran his offense in Baltimore. in Baltimore. Austin Eckler is a free agent, so that's probably why. I thought they have Eckler, so what's the point? But then I realized he's a free agent. So that's the w- two news of tag related I have seen so far. Yeah, uh, they reported the, uh, the Colts will tag if they can't uh, extend Mike Pittman, Michael Pittman. So we'll see about that as well. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun off season for sure. Uh, the combine begins tomorrow today. On Monday, I think it's for the week, so you could check out the draft prospects, how they're gonna be as well. Uh, who's there, who's gonna participate? Who's not gonna participate? I saw Drake May launch a 84-yard pass, hit the crossbar of the field goal thing. <laughs> so yeah, there is arm talent there. We'll see. Again, we'll we'll ramp up the NFL talk closer to the next couple of weeks. I mean, the tags are coming in soon, right? It's almost March, right? That's yeah. when. And then, like, I think around March 15 or something like that, around that, it should be free agency opened up and then you have the tampering period as well two days before as well but yeah last bit of news a little bit of a surprise but I guess not really with all the positions being filled up UCLA is hiring Eric Biennemi as associate head coach and offensive coordinator associate head coach is his assistant head coach this is obviously coming after Chip Kelly left uh, UCLA to be the OC for Ohio State and yeah so and I think they promoted the OC, I believe. Okay, yeah. So, Biennami, uh it's weird. His story was just... Two-year deal. Like, I don't think Biennami was terrible, but at the end of the day, it was, Washington wasn't a good spot. <laughs> it wasn't. They were ranked 25th in points per game and 24th in yards per contest. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin, who I again, who I believe is the underrated number one in the league, is uh, wasn't targeted enough. No. And, yeah, so... The, he is a California native. Let's see if this proves something. And uh, yeah, no, but like, yeah, it just all came down to like him just leaving the Chiefs job for the Washington job, I guess. He f- he fell for the talks that he ain't gonna get a head coach job because it's Andy Reid. And unfortunately, at first it looked like he was gonna be proven right because how good Sam Howell looked and how bad the Chiefs looked. Ultimately, just stories flipped, flipped, and one yeah. team ended up winning the Super Bowl. Another One. team went on like a 15-game losing streak. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for the guy. He should have never left the Chiefs for sure. Uh, eventually, let's like see. it's not really, it's his own doing, but it's not really at the same time because, um, he's done well. Obviously, as the Chiefs, he took a bet. He bet on himself. He bet on himself. He listened to the reports. Yeah. and it backfired on him. So it is on 50-50. It's on 50. Him uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, like we still believe that Bianmi is a great coach. At the end, yeah, a great I, coordinator, at least. We gotta. See, I guess it depends on the. Well, let's see. Uh, hopefully, he's not gonna get a head coaching job anytime soon. Now, clearly. probably not. Yeah. So we gotta see him being OC back in the NFL, probably even early as next year, because can be. Yeah. Changes are always gonna happen, so we'll see how it how he go does with another team. But again, like with maybe a better quarterback, but he did have he made that quarterback look good without, but didn't use the weapons properly. Unfortunately, so yeah. That's the that's the news there. Um. Let's uh, finish off with some NBA and NHL. Let's start, let's go with NBA. Uh, small news. It's a little surprising because we were talking about Steve Kerr potentially stepping down this year. And instead, the total opposite happens, and he is now the highest-paid coach in the NBA. 
two year, $35 million contract extension at $17.5 million per year. Kerr will be the highest paid coach in history. Obviously overtaking Spolstra, who recently signed it. Greg Popovich. Before that, Monty Williams. Yeah, like Kerr deserves a contract for sure. But then the way the Warriors are looked this year, you thought it might have been time to move on. But I, I still believe that's the yeah, case. Yeah, like it, it was. It should, be the case. it should be time to move on. But at the same time, you can't say that Curve didn't doesn't deserve to be the highest paid coach ever because of the incredible job he has done. Right, like he deserves to be in conversation. He deserves to be the head coach of USA, like he was in FIBA. Uh, he yeah. was a FIBA, right? Yeah. And then I think that Curve deserves to be up there. He does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a weird, weird subject because uh, like literally see Warriors fans on Twitter going like fire Kerr, fire Kerr. His uh, his uh, rotations aren't the greatest, or like how he assigns the minutes to the players and stuff like that. And yeah, like obviously it's backed by how this. Yeah, like that, that's fair. Like that's why it's so fifty fifty, because at the same time, but what we have seen Kerr done at the same time was maybe he, incredible. Maybe he wanted to step down, and the Warriors are like, "Not nah. Joe Lacob's like, yep, yeah, no, we'll give you the money." Yeah, that's he true. Has too much money to turn down. Like, I, yeah, no. I don't blame him. We're, we're all, uh, I was on the boat. Like, yeah, it might have been time to move on. I'm still, I'm on that boat too. Yeah, like I'm still on that boat. We gotta talk about the facts, though. I'm not saying he never, he doesn't deserve this extension because again, coaches usually get it based on their reputation. Uh, Spolstra obviously got it because of his reputation, right? Kerr gets it because of his reputation. I still think he's a great coach. Um, it's I feel like it's sometimes it's unfair to him because of that. KD Steph Curry team he clearly proved it with the first Warriors chip and the second the fourth Warriors chip right again thing is how, how can you adapt to the other top teams in the league let's see how, let's see how he does in the next two years again you have Steph Curry you'll always have a chance that's what I'm gonna say I think I still this think is like they could still go on a run and be in a playoff spot like they kind of did last th- year this these guys are like the Pittsburgh Penguins of the and uh, of the NBA for this year Right, like they're very similar, you know, old squad, old squad members not playing like you know, like Malkin's not playing at the same level, yeah. Thompson not Clay Thompson not playing at the same level. So even Wiggins have his struggles. We've seen the Draymond Green drama, right? Yeah, I guess the fair the thing with the Warriors is they still have Trace Jackson Davis playing, who's their second round pick, and Brandon Pods. Zamsky. Still can't say his last name. Pods. I'll just say Pods. <laughs> BP. BP AirPods. I think is his nickname too. But yeah, so like at least they have some youngins doing well. Jonathan Kuminga. So, I guess you can't say fully. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like I, the storyline. You're, you're comparing their peak Expectations, guys and their peak yeah. guys. Like, yeah. I get what you're saying there. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's the news with there. I do want to say one thing before we talk about this little, not activity, but a little topic about the whole Wemby thing. The Miami Heat, obviously, uh, they had a fight. Najee Marshall against the Pelicans. So, Najee Marshall and uh, Jimmy, Butler. Jimmy Butler got one game. Jovic got one game for coming off the bench and not fight anyone, but came off the bench. Um, when you're not supposed to, and it was uh, Jose Alvarado and Thomas Bryant got three, right? But um, that point, my question about the Heat is this. Jimmy Butler said, tweeted, it's time, right? We've always said Jimmy Butler is a superstar when it comes to playoff time, but how much are we overrating this? Because he and at the end of the day, he's not a champion, right? Yeah, so... He always does this. He always he does will it. do. He'll do, and he's right. He'll beat. He'll take his squad over any team. But at the end of the day, he hasn't won the big one. And and when it comes to the finals, yes, it was four two with the Lakers, but that game six was brutal. Uh, and then last year it was four one. Four one, yeah. Yeah, against the Nuggets. So your thoughts on that? Like, are we overrating him too much? Which is why I never declared him as a superstar, top to bottom. Yeah, no, superstar. like I w- I would say no. But one thing I could say is that we're like. It might be something that, you know, Heat themselves, Butler himself, and obviously us fans as well, rely on too much, right? Because at the end of the day, like, when you're always doing the same thing, you're always playing with fire, Yeah. right? And there's going to come a time where he's going to have a stinky playoff run. Yeah, and which was that Bucks when the year the Bucks won it. They got swept by the Bucks. Yeah, so does it ha- you, can't, you can't say, like, we, we, we can't be for sure... Right, until he actually does it. He actually does it. That's my point, right? Like, it, we, we can't be convinced, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, last year, what he did was incredible. Don't get me wrong. But it did come out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Like, Jimmy Butler does turn up in the playoffs. Or we we can say that. Time. Or close to playoff time. We can say that, right? But can we say that confidently every single year? No. 
No. Can we, say that, can we say that confidently every single year that he will take this Heat team to the final? Because at the end of the day, nobody had them the in the year final. year before they lost to the Celtics, when the Celtics made it, remember he took the pull-up shot? Yeah. That was the year they were first place, I believe, the first year with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I know, like, my, here's the thing, right? I've never declared him a superstar because a superstar does comes in every night and does um, what they do. Which he is does why it every, I, which is why I never, Game in and game out. Jimmy Butler doesn't yeah. do a game in and game which out. Which is why I never declared, as much as he's my, one of my favorite players in the league, and he's one of you, I think he's your favorite player outside of the Raptor players, is Anthony Davis. Which is why I know you declare him a superstar. I don't. Or we'll have, we'll have a whole different pot about what what a superstar is in our opinion because it's very very opinionated, uh, amongst definition wise is open to everyone. Is that like yeah he, uh, he can he do it by himself? The question is so far it's no right because year in year out except for that uh, uh, Pistons team, I think every year there has at least been one superstar and one backup their second option is at least an all-star right maybe Dirk outside of Dirk was a superstar I don't think he had an, a backup like a sorry a sidekick that was an all-star level yeah but outside of that like um, the Warriors teams the Raptors teams uh, Kawhi what was team team uh, <laughs> Spurs teams, teams like Spurs a, so Spurs like you got you got Duncan you got Dirk you got Kobe you got Steph you got Katie you got LeBron Kawhi. you got Kawhi and Giannis and Giannis. Right. So and then Jokic as well last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jamal Murray, quote unquote, is not an all star. So I get people's argument right there, but we still declare Jamal Murray as a guy. Like Jamal Murray at the end of the day. all star level. Jamal Murray was as good as Jimmy Butler in the, in playoffs, the playoffs last year. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we have to see it. I, I, I do think, I personally think we overrate it. I really, really do. Unless I, I see him actually win it. We see it every year. We see him say this every year. He, we, I think we get, att- we take the attention of like this. We, our expectations of the Heat were probably low, not ours, like as a as a collective fan base of the NBA. We say like I have them low, but then last year they were the eight seed. No one took them serious. They went on this run. So I feel like whenever we see see this them being but you, under, quote unquote underdog, and then no one expects them to go on this run. It's like oh my god, Jimmy Butler's this is that. This year we're expecting it. Now we're now I'm I've changed my thing. I I don't like, believe them as a team. We need like like all I said this year was I don't care what the Heat do in the regular season as long as they make the playoffs they have a chance. Yeah. Right. But you have to win. It. But I'm expecting that to happen. Yeah. I didn't expect that last year. Yeah. The year before they were one seed, whatever you know. I kind of did, but then obviously the one in the bubble year, yeah. nobody expected that either. So there, it's become a story now, right? Whereas the last few years, it came out of nowhere. So there's an expectation that Jimmy Butler is going to be a superstar in this playoff run again. We can't take away what he did. Yeah, no, we can't sure. say. I I don't think we could overrate it because he hasn't crumbled really. He he's played at he's played yeah. at the big level, right? At the end of the day, he he didn't lose to like you know slouches right oh, like I, they, I he, he wasn't the favorite against the Nuggets he wasn't the favorite against the Lakers right they lost to the Celtics at the end of the day the Celtics were a great team as well but this year we gotta say like okay if you're gonna say this you have to finish the story no but the thing is this now we've seen it like you know three four years yeah. right it's an expectation now. if he wants to be labeled a full-time superstar he has to finish the story Taking words from Cody Rhodes, <laughs> but yeah, like essentially that's what the yeah case. yeah like we can't see here. Oh, it's that time again, and then okay, well he's out in the second or third round, right? Because in our expectations, well he hasn't been though. That's good, the thing. With how good the Celtics have been this year, and obviously we expect the Bucks to be better. Yes, quote unquote, they could be the, the third team. But I, would you be surprised if they lose to the Cavs when healthy? No. Would you be surprised if they lose to the Knicks when they're healthy? No. Right. Unfortunately, I I would like obviously if I'm, th- if I'm using history, I'll, I will probably pick the Heat to beat them in a seven game series because of what we've seen from Jimmy Butler. But will I be surprised that they lose? No. Here's the thing, right? I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but I'm just gonna repeat what I said, right? He's in focus now. Yeah. Right. It's an, like all of us, right, who watch the game know that Jimmy Butler is going to turn it up type of thing. I can't say it's overrating because yeah, no, at the I end of the day, Maybe it's like a tough word. I can't say we overrated because at the end of the day, he was never the favorite. So you can't really True. overrate it as well. I get that. 
but but after this year, you can say it's overrated if he doesn't do it because it's a, it's a legit story. Especially for a second, right? They, they made jerseys about heat culture. Yeah, the jersey legit says heat culture. And there, listen, right? And there is, there is a legit heat culture, right? We, yeah, we there is legit. That. There is legit heat culture. But at the end of the day, heat culture won't matter if you don't win a chip. That does not include LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in the title. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The other thing with the Heat, very quickly to close that topic out, is if he happens to go down, you all don't have another option either. Like I love Bam, but Bam ain't that offensive guy. He's not gonna do it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That you know, comment what you guys think down below about that. It's a good topic to see because I've I've seen it a little bit on social media, but I was thinking about it myself. But last thing, Wembenyama, Victor Wembenyama. I think he's officially Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think it was against us, the Lakers. He did had a five by five game, which means all like it's not a quintuple double, obviously, but all five major stats: points, steals, assists, blocks, and rebounds. You have a minimum of five. He went like twenty not something, ten rebounds, and, and then five, five and then like something and something. Earlier this year against you guys, he had a triple double in blocks. Yeah, and right? then I think the game before, or two games before the Lakers, he was one assist away from doing that five. Times five. He did a five times five. No, before your game. Oh, the game before the Lakers. Yeah, he oh, was yeah, one I, assist. I that he one. was one he assist. Got the five by five. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, no, I'm no, no, about no, he was I, one. I, yeah. He was I, one assist away from getting that. So yeah. he could have done it in back to back games. Yeah, I think this is with how rare. I'm surprised it's that rare. I'll be honest with you. The only reason why I'm gonna say this is like, I, I get it's a hard thing to do. It's hard to get five steals and five it, blocks. But I thought there were some NBA players which we're gonna talk about. This is more for a big man. It really For is. Sure. A, like a power forward, you could say. Yeah, like a power forward type thing. Right? At the end of the day, when when Banyana has the full package, like who who like obviously LeBron. Yeah. Right, comes to mind. So here yeah. So I think at, obviously Giannis, Giannis is very and capable. Anthony Davis are the two names. I think Anthony I Davis is because Anthony capable Davis consistently well. puts like multiple steals and blocks. Like at least minimum three of each. Yeah. So I'm surprised and I'm saying now, maybe early Pelicans days when he was considered a superstar. Then Giannis, I'm very surprised that hasn't done. Yeah, that one is very surprising to me because he he could play all five defensive positions on on, on the court, and he could rebound and he'll play make and he'll get easy five points. And yeah. LeBron, similar. Maybe LeBron has done it earlier on. I don't remember, but yeah, like I'm very surprised that like he would. There weren't any. Yeah, he was the 15th player to record a five by five stat line. Um, first since I don't know, but yeah. Marcus Camby set the previous record 20 years ago. So, yeah, I'm genuinely surprised then, if that's the case. So, LeBron hasn't even done it either. I don't think so, based on what I'm reading here. Yeah, that's crazy. That is that is crazy. He's the, He passed Andre Kirilenko to be the youngest to do it at age 20. This is his rookie year. He yeah. hasn't hit his prime for anything. And he's already been a story for such a shit team, right? Like, the Spurs... Like, the reason the Spurs are mentioned in the conversation is because of Wembenyama. Exactly. You know, there was no one. We would not be paying attention to the Spurs. Yeah, nobody cares. Like, like no one cares about the Hornets. On sorry, no one cares about the Trailblazers ever since Dame left. Unfortunately. Like I forget their NBA teams half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but Spurs obviously Wembenyama is the only story and keeping the Spurs name alive for this year, this season. Yeah, but like you get what I'm saying though, right? Like how you you would think a guy like Giannis or AD has probably. Oh yeah, they have the tools. Based on what you see. They have the tools. Yeah. For sure. Um, LeBron obviously has the tools. Uh. Chet, Hol- not, Chet Holgram has the tools. LeBron not now, but yes, yeah. Chet, I agree with Chet him. has Chet, the tools. Chet's arguably in the deep point conversation this year. I still think Jokic can... No, no not no, steals. No, no, Jokic can't do steals. He can't do steals for yeah, sure. Jok- got, even like, I don't trust him defensively. Embiid, you could say? Jokic could do blocks. But he can't do steals. I don't think Embiid could do steals. I don't think Embiid could do Kawhi steals Kawhi is either. a name, but I don't see him being that playmaker consistently, but he could be now. Kawhi... I don't think he, Kawhi's getting the blocks. He has a big, big wingspan and big hands. Yeah, I know, but like... <laughs> No, at the no, end, but we see quiet. Sometimes you might have that, that game where you're just on. Yeah, you. Everything. It could be anyone. It legit could be anyone. Yeah. But I don't think Kawhi's getting the blocks. That's the probably one thing. Just because Kawhi is obviously like he's gonna be perimeter defending more. A guy you think like, that can do it is Kevin Durant, but I don't think he will. No. Because of his like size. But yeah. But yeah, I think Giannis. It's AD, Giannis and AD. Giannis, AD, Chet are and the three I could see doing it. I won't be surprised if I see it. I might obviously missing names. I won't be surprised if a guy like OG and Obi ends up doing it. Uh, uh, but again Dan Carroll could be a sneaky one but I don't know how good he is defensively you know we're, we're, you're just looking at the size at this point <laughs> the build of the player yeah but I think Ben K- Walker Kessler I'm no. <laughs> yeah. at this point like the obvious ones seem to me 80 it's Giannis and 80 yeah, yeah. And, 80. and then if you want to go younger chat is like yeah. Evan Mobley Evan Mobley uh, Mobley Evan does Mobley. yeah Mobley Scotty does Scotty Barnes 
Scotty Barnes too. Yeah, Barnes could do Scotty it. Scotty yeah. Barnes could do a five by five. I have no d- issue with that as well. Yeah, Barnes could do it. So too. those guys, I could see. Like it's, it has to be the Scotty Giannis mold, like yeah. that size of six ten. Um, and then obviously AD is the exception because he is obviously a more of a big man, like a center, but he has great defensive ability all over the court, right? But yeah, that was, that was a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, but Wembenyama, man. Yeah, Wemby, he's crazy. <laughs> he is living up to the phenom status. And okay, let's move on to the last topic we have for the day, uh, NHL related. We're not gonna talk about the games much, um, but we one thing, two things we'll talk about. One very quickly, the Canucks ended their four game losing streak, but it did not matter much because four they were four five and one, in their last ten. Edmonton same thing and Vegas were the same thing. So they didn't. Yes, there's still games on hand. This is just hey, perfect time to lose, man. Yeah, perfect, perfect time to lose. Uh, perfect time to lose for everyone. <laughs> uh, especially the Canucks. So yeah, no. If you're at the top, if you're, yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking no, about the pe- eastern side. Made like St. Louis. This is not yeah. a St. Louis doesn't have yeah. a good time of losing. Eastern side of things, they've obviously jumped in the standings. Yes, points wise, Canucks are first, but point percentage, they're still like third behind the Rangers and the Boston Bruins. And you could throw Florida if they want. Yeah, to I think Bruins are a game in hand on the Canucks yeah. right now, and I think Rangers are too. Yeah. As well. But so yeah, Canucks reclaimed the top spot after a comeback win over the Boston Bruins. Yeah. So, but the thing we need to talk about is what Elliot Friedman reported, which is Jay Gensel. Uh, again, we're going to, this name is going to be hot till March 8th, which is next Friday because uh, of the trade deadline. Deep group of playoff contenders have Pittsburgh Penguins star Jay Gensel on their radars leading up to the trade deadline. The Vegas Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, the Vancouver Canucks, Carolina Hurricanes, and Florida Panthers are among the teams that have expressed interest in the pending UFA, which is the key word, pending UFA. That's crazy. Uh, he'll arguably be the bi- biggest name available. He's only reason why he's seventh in the thing is because now he's injured, and Pit- it's Pittsburgh. And, and we don't, know, we don't know if he's going to be. Yeah. We don't know if they're selling. But that's crazy. Dubas is reportedly listening to trade offers for all non-core players, though. So the non-core players. Yeah. So, I consider him a quarterback. So, like, you got, like, a McDavid and Gensel pairing, a PD Gensel pairing, a Eichel when he gets healthy and a Gensel pairing, a Kachuk Gensel pairing, and a Aho Gensel pairing. Yeah. That's crazy. All of so, those are... All of those, I want to see all of those. But... Well, okay, as a Canucks fan. As a Canucks fan. The Canucks as a Canucks and Canucks the East. <laughs> yeah, as a Canucks or East, so... But as a, as a non-biased perspective, yeah. Like, like that's crazy. That's, those are great. Those, that's going to be good duos. The question is, who has the pieces to do that? Obviously, Canucks made moves. They don't have their pick this year in the Lindholm trade, who has been a little underwhelming. But again, you give it time for a player like that. I picked Vegas only because Mark Stone's cap hit is now on LTIR. So you have nine and a half million or whatever his contract is to work with. Yeah. And he's only six and a half million, right? Edmonton is obviously a team that will be desperate enough to make a move, especially losing to Calgary this past weekend. So, yeah, like, obviously the Canucks will be tough to get it done, but we know the connection there and why it's possible. And I still think PD needs a guy with him. Like, I've said it many, many times. I'm not going to repeat it, but have a all-star caliber partner with him and not a guy like Mikheyev all the time, right? So... Yeah, and like I said, he will fit on any team, reali- any playoff team, realistically. But like all those teams make a lot of sense. I think Edmonton's the most desperate, so I could see that getting done. But the only reason why I'm saying Vegas would be the favorite to do it again, they always, they always do it. Of it or not, you, the game's the game. Right? It is the game. Yeah, you, you, the game's the game, and that's what you got to do. Tampa did it. Vegas has done it. Chicago's done it in the past. Chicago's done it in the past as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, te- uh, yeah. Until the NHL changes, it's fair game, unfortunately. Yeah, you could be a fan of it or not. It's not "quote unquote" cheating. It's like right. those, it's those quotation mark cheating. I'll tell the Canucks to manipulate yeah. the cap somehow. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that race goes. We'll keep an eye on the NHL trade deadline. Again, we'll do a, spe- a second video if trades happen. Usually, NHL trade deadlines are dead duds. Well, like all the main pieces are already gone compared to the NBA ones. So all, all the main pieces that we expected to go are gone, like the Lindholm, Monahan. I guess the biggest name now outside of Gensel would be Adam Henry. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but then if you if it like if it does go pop off, you would have a Henrik Gensel, Tanev, and a Hannafin. Yeah, it's gonna be essentially gonna look at Calgary. Yeah. And uh, Gensel. Yeah. That's those are the ones you're gonna be looking at, and Soros, I guess. And Soros, yeah, Soros so is a big one too. There's that, but yeah, that's that's it for us today. Uh, NHL, we're just gonna limit it there. We'll focus on it more uh, next week. But uh, make sure you guys uh, like the video, comment, and subscribe. You know, TikTok followers have been going up a lot more recently. We're over 100 now. Thank you guys for that. Make sure you guys check out 
we almost like I said almost daily sports content some way somehow across all social medias except for Twitter um, uh, that being said we have, we have a guest we recorded a video with a guest about sports uh, you guys will see that most likely on Tuesday so make sure you guys check that out hit the subscribe button click that bell so you can be notified when that video comes exactly we're still learning this YouTube thing yeah. going so make sure you guys click that bell to get the moodies on and other than that we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.